I was looking at clouds the other day. We've been having a rash of great clouds recently, and it's been amazing. And I'm tired of people not giving a shit about clouds or freaking out about clouds at all. How far back does this good run go? We're talking like three days. It's been a, a week? solid week of great clouds. Like, so we live in the hills of southern Ohio. So you can get to some great precipices and then just look out and see these clouds. And it goes on horizons of clouds, and they're amazing. And they're all the same level. That's cumulus? It. Nimbus? What are we talking? We're talking the, the lower ones, so I think it's cumulus. I think Nimbus is way up there, and I think cumulus is way down there. So, you know, meteorologists, yeah. meteorologists, back me up on this. Cumulus or Nimbus, which one's higher? I'm going cumulus. Raj? Uh, I don't know anything about clouds, so I'm going to go cumulus. Okay. I think they're lower. <laughs> So, but it's fascinating to me that clouds are just all the same level and they're all like just a couple hundred feet up there, I think, right? Yeah, you could touch them. Yeah, with a plane <laughs> all the time. It happens all the time. <laughs> I mean, that's what fog is. My wife came up to me and she was like, you know, clouds aren't that great. They're nothing. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what? She was being funny, but she was also key and kind of mean. And I think she actually like. I think that's just have fun. pure darkness. Yeah, she was like, "They're nothing. You just go through them, and there's nothing. You don't touch anything. <laughs> like you're crushing my dreams right now." And that's the state of my marriage. <laughs> Two drunks don't make it right. How you doing, Raj? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Uh, so this week we're not doing like our standard two drunks to make it right. We're not doing a two drunks to make a tri- trivia. I'm excited because we're doing a different thing. We're doing two drunks dive deep because it's just you and me. Unfortunately, Dave can't be here today. He lives in a another section of the state, so it's hard for him to get here. But it's just you and me today. And we got our audience member, uh, Miss Manhattan. Hi guys, how are we doing? There she is. Uh, how you feel? I'm ready. I'm ready to go. All right, so a lot of people do podcasts on things that are interesting. So I thought, you know what? That's boring. Let's do a podcast on things that are inherently uninteresting and try to make them interesting and see if we can do that. (laughs) So today we're going to do that. And uh, I can tell by uh, Raj, uh, are are you excited or are you more uh, pissed off that I dragged you here to do this? I'm always excited to learn facts about things uh, to prepare me for my future game show endeavors yeah yeah, yeah. because you know which, which game show are you going to do i don't know i just like being good at trivia yeah so jeopardy i guess jeopardy you know what always made me mad is they don't win as much money as i thought they would i feel yes. like they win like a very low fresh out of college salary yeah mm-hmm. i feel like uh price is right is where you want to go they're not winning much either they're winning things, I guess. Yeah. If you're looking for straight cash, yeah. you're looking for a who wants to be a millionaire. Oh. God, you remember Regis Philbin? Do I? That man lived more seconds in one year than I'll live in my entire life. That's That guy's amazing. Uh, do you want to know my only fun fact about Regis Philbin? Okay, yeah, I would love it. Do you have a tattoo of Regis Philbin? <laughs> the guy that created Parks and Rec and The Good Place is his son-in-law was his son-in-law really and his daughter worked on new girl i don't think she created it regis philbin has a man regis philbin has a daughter who's a tv writer who married mike Schur, who was a big shot at the office and then created parks and rec and the good place what does what does regis philbin's daughter look like (laughs) 
I don't want to say anything about Regis, but he's, not, he's a very interesting man. I mean, his wallets look great. Yeah, his yeah. I guess so. I guess he can get dinosaur with the, that type of money. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so this week's episode, I'm excited about it. I spent way too much time researching this topic, but I I'm feel, holding a document that's like eight pages deep. Probably. Yes, I made a handout on this uninteresting topic, and I. I thought I was just going to do trivia, but then I found this topic and I just kept digging and it just kept being more interesting. There's a guy in this that's awesome and I think it's fantastic. I think it's, we're going to learn a lot about history and also we're going to stop taking things for granted in our life so darn much because I think we do that way too often now. Not me. I appreciate everything. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? All right. A lot of, a lot of people died for those jeans that you're wearing right now. And I thank each and every one of them. All, all the all the members of the gold rush all yeah. those guys yeah popularized the gene industry you the got gold bobby rush. Yeah. joe cornelius probably cornelius all right all right i got this so i think i'm ready to reveal what the episode is raj you know what the episode is because i've talked to you about it before but are you excited about it uh, absolutely do you think you would have been able to have guessed it if i didn't tell you what the episode was about what it was going to be about with no clues just guess a topic yes no i guess don't a boring it. topic that i was able to find interesting i have to be honest no i would not all right this week's episode we're going to talk about dental floss so hold your applause <laughs> yeah miss manhattan over there in the audience is looking pretty happy about it i'm, I'm pretty happy. yeah i don't Shockingly so. Yes, and a lot of people don't actually floss. I, and, I mean, I did it for the longest time, and then I got tired of getting cavities, and now I do. Um, anyway, so dental floss, admittingly, does not have a very exciting or nuanced history. <laughs> I had to do real deep dives for this episode of Two Drunks Dive Deep. This is what we're calling this, Two Drunks Dive Deep. Uh, point system is still uh, in effect. Uh, so the point system is anybody can give or take away any amount of points on the podcast for any reason. So I will give myself a point for making this handout and uh, doing this topic. I'll give uh, Miss Manhattan a point as well. Yay! Yeah, there you go. Uh, but I was able to find a bunch of facts about floss that I think are going to be interesting. And I think there's enough content for us to really sink our teeth into. Minus one. <laughs> Come on. For a, for a tooth bun? Come on. You lose, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh man you're not gonna like this because i got like a lot of tooth buns in this thing <laughs> um, we'll see if they're more organic that one i feel like you took a long walk specifically to get there come on all right um this is so this might be a huge mistake but you know what what the heck are we gonna do um so uh let's launch our proverbial ship adventure on our maiden voyage uh, and set sail with this history of Dental floss. Let's do it. All right. Uh, so my sources for this episode, uh, Wikipedia, basically. Uh, it's a menagerie of internet sources, so take everything I'm about to say with a grain of salt, a very huge grain of salt, but it's dental floss, so who's going to like you know lie about dental floss? It's not like uh, 9-11, the pyramids, or Kim Kardashian. It's, it's dental floss. It's, you know. I don't know. Big Dental is a pretty big uh, propaganda Oh, builder, yeah. You think they got a lot of history to whitewash? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, they're trying to... Uh, nobody's buying their product. They got to yeah. make us buy it. Yeah. Dentists aren't going to make us buy it. Yeah. 
so I got a good. So interestingly enough, when I was researching dental floss, I got a good amount of my history of the history of floss from private dentist office websites. Um, apparently, you go to anybody's website that's a dentist that is an independent dentist. Usually, they'll have a history section on tooth care, like oral care and dental floss. And I was fascinated by this because everyone I would go to, I went to like a half dozen of them and they all had a history section that they made themselves. <laughs> then I realized dentists are nerds. So this makes perfect sense. So a lot of them came from Tessa's office. So now that we're set up, now that we've got our sources together, let's uh, peel back this first layer of truth from this metaphorical onion. Let's go to the ancient history of dental floss. You're not pulling back the first layer of enamel or plaque or anything. No, Just, no, no. Okay. <laughs> no, we're doing an onion apparently. Because right. you need teeth to eat an onion. All right, so let's get into ancient history of dental floss. Real quick, do you know anything about the ancient history of teeth? I know when you think good teeth, you think ancient people. Yeah, they, they were do. just killing it. I, you know what? Interestingly enough, on this, some were. Um, like, for instance, uh, there some there uh, the. Some were. Um, so for the most part of human history, people have always had teeth. <laughs> I was fascinated to learn that there's evidence that prehistoric people had grooves between their teeth where they, you know, obviously use some type of tool to pick stuff out of. Toothpicks were big for a huge long time. Like they were, they've been king of the dentist world for like millenniums. Yeah, they're fun to chew on. You can carry them in your pocket. They're perfect. Yeah. Yeah, you just grab them off a tree and stuff. Floss, you know, string. String is more complicated to find than a stick. So toothpicks were king. Then along came horses. <laughs> I know, right? I know. Horse hair was commonly used as dental floss in ancient times. Um, not commonly, but it was used. Um, so... Violin bows and floss. What more could you ask for from a product? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we owe a lot to the horse. A lot of our civilization was built on the back of those poor ponies. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, these horses, uh, they would get the hair and they would use the horse hair for, uh, you know, flossing with. Um, we so, talking the mane or the tail? Which one are we going with? I imagine the tail. I think the mane isn't big enough, but the tail is. How big is how big a hair do you need to floss your teeth? Uh, so you need about uh, American dentists uh, agree you need about um, a foot of 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 length, a foot of length of something. <laughs> to, seems like to more. Floss. <laughs> seems like more than you would need. Uh, what do you think? Like six inches? Like half? Yeah, just enough to get between your teeth. You need to twirl it around your fingers. The audience is agreeing with me. I'm giving Miss Manhattan a point. I, I'm sure you're intended to twirl it. Like, yeah. I feel like you could manage, if you're using freaking horse hair, you can manage to hold it without having to twirl it around your fingers. Uh, you'll No, it'll, you need the twirling because otherwise it slips. Your hands aren't grippy enough. I agree the twirl's ideal. <laughs> I'm saying I don't know that it's a requirement. No, I think it is. <laughs> Because it slips, like it just slips all the time. And also, Miss Manhattan was bringing this up. The tail hair is more coarse than the main hair, apparently. So it's better for the grooves. That's a better answer to me than it's shorter. Well, 
You try to grab. <laughs> do we have to go out and get a horse now to do this? I mean, a true host would have provided one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Watch me try to just pick a piece of, piece of hair from a horse tail and then floss with it. It's. I wish I could watch you do that. I, I'm a little bit weary, though, of using horse hair from the tail, though, because that's right near the exit end of the whole digestive system, if you know what I mean. I'd suggest you just cut it short to get the part that's away from the horse's butt, but apparently that won't be enough for you. Because <laughs> you need like a foot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I agree. But we're talking about wild horses back in the day, though, so maybe the wild horses had longer manes before haircuts came along. Before people started trimming horses. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they found that uh, teeth... So teeth are very interesting because they survive for a while. So they found teeth that are 130,000 years old that have those grooves. I was also fascinated to find that they have teeth from people, well, our closest ancestors to people, that are 2 million years old. They have them. They're just out there. And they found them, and now people just look at them, and it blows my mind. 2 million year old teeth. My first thought on this surprise that ancient people have the grooves and everything is that I wonder how much of it was actually they knew hygiene, like it hurt if you don't clean or whatever, yeah. and how much like it just bothers. It, it's an annoying feeling if you have food in your teeth, so you're going to naturally try to pick it out. Like they are just trying to get it I'm out. I'm betting it started with that, and then maybe they realized that. Because I'm just curious when you would figure out that yeah. my teeth, the person who rubs his teeth, the teeth don't hurt as much, and the person who doesn't rub, you would think it'd be the opposite. It's got to be, he's trying to get it out, right? He's trying to just get something out of yeah. the teeth. Because yeah. my inclination would be the, the guy that's always jamming a bamboo stick into his mouth, mm -hmm. you would think would be the guy that loses teeth. You would say, oh, that guy doesn't take care of his teeth. Yeah. That's why they fall out. But who's to say? Yeah. They found uh, there, uh, so I went down the rabbit hole of ancient teeth care, and I can't. I was so excited for some reason to learn so much more about teeth. There was the Sudanese village uh, that was two, roughly 2,000 years old. And these archaeologists were digging in the Sudanese area. And they found that the bones and the skull fragments and the teeth in this area were much more well taken care of and much more pristine than other teeth they had found that were 2,000 years old. Compared, These teeth were like in great condition compared to other people's teeth. And what they found is that those people ate a local root called java grass, a.k.a. cypress rotundus, a.k.a. cocoa grass, a.k.a. nut grass, a.k.a. purple nut sedge. <laughs> and they would chew on it, and that actually has antibacterial properties. And those antibacterial properties caused them to have better teeth hygiene than you know the Neanderthals that didn't eat that grass. So I thought that was pretty cool. Fascinating. I, one point for nut grass. Yeah, and it also, pur purple purple nut sedge, nut grass. Mm, no right. points for them, just nut grass. Okay, so we can just give it to just species of plants now? <laughs> well, I guess you, you didn't specify we couldn't. All right, well, for a creative use of points, Rod, I'm going to give you a point. Nice. I think you're up. I think Miss Man has two, and I think I have zero. Because I got up I'm a, one. I've got you zero, one. me one, Manhattan one. Are we saying she had two? Did I miss one? I thought I gave her a second okay. one for like agreeing with me or something. Put it on there. <laughs> I'll give you a point for uh, remembering that. 
Okay, so so what's current point standings? <laughs> Miss, Miss Manhattan two, you and me one. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Uh, Nutgrass one. <laughs> if, if, if Nutgrass pulls away with this, I'm out. <laughs> I haven't read all your notes. We'll see how when it comes back up. <laughs> if Nutgrass takes his, I'm I out. assume there's a thesis at the end of this. Like this was all leading up to something, which is going to be, we if we all just chewed Nutgrass, we wouldn't have to floss, or brush our teeth, or anything. I think like years down the line, that might be a way that like people take care of their teeth is like some super plant will come along that like takes care of your teeth, makes your hair grow back, and makes you taller. Like once we're just... in Mad Max times and we're all yeah. chewing chewing weeds again, yeah, they'll just do that, and then they won't have to worry about these darn toothbrushes that big dental keeps on shoving down our throats, literally. Minus one. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll, I'll give you a zero for that one. That one was okay. That one wasn't even written down. I'm not going to give you a point, but I'm not going to take one away. Okay. The other ones I wrote down. That one I didn't <laughs> write down. That was off the top of my dome. Come on. All right. So, when we're ready for a fun fact, I got a fun fact. Yeah. So, toothpicks were the king of dental care forever, right? Then came along uh, floss. Fun fact, though, macaw monkeys... I, I, I said that correctly, macaw. You did. Uh, I'm disappointed, but you did. They're monkeys, right? They're just monkeys. They're just out being monkeys. Yeah, we don't have to be mean about it. They've been, yeah, they're damn dirty apes. They've been observed flossing. So what will happen is these macaw monkeys will be in areas where tourists come by, like temples or something. You know, who cares? And the monkeys will go next to these tourists, especially these female tourists, that I guess maybe they have Yeah, hair. they do. Yeah, right? <laughs> Whoever has long hair, and I imagine ladies probably like put stuff like in there. At least a foot, probably. Yeah, at least a foot of good coarse hair. The way they the monkeys twirl it too. So you're trying to tell me that they can grip it because you don't have the tensile strength of a cow monkey. I know you don't. <laughs> they need a twist. The monkeys twisted in nature. Why would I? Why would it? I want to reiterate. I never told you not to twist it. I said if it's ancient times and you're shaving horses to clean your teeth, maybe don't you don't have to measure 12 inches out. I just don't think you. there's no way you're going to be able to grip a strand of horse hair and try to wedge it between your teeth and keep it a hold of it. You need to twist it to keep it like in place. Otherwise, you're not going to get it like in between your teeth. Yeah, you could also just twirl like once around each finger and have your fingers like in your mouth and be able to do it with probably six inches or f- five inches. It's not going to be six or five inches. It's going to be more to do the twirl. Make do with what you got is what Depen- I'm saying. I mean, maybe if your fingers were the size of like uh, uh, pencils, but they're not. They're Neanderthal fingers are huge. So you're going to do the twirl. You need a lot of room to do the twirl. Out of everything in this episode, I <laughs> didn't think... That's the only thing that I, I care about. I didn't think... Out of everything I wrote down for this episode, I didn't think us the length of hair necessary and the technique of flossing would come up so much. I'm mad at you. Then I've done my job. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, a two-drunk steep dive. Anyway, uh, so the macaw monkeys will go up to these female... That's what we were talking about, by the way. The macaw monkeys will go up to these female tourists... And they will take hair from the tourist and they will pluck a piece of hair. And then they will take the really long strands of hair that I imagine also taste kind of good or whatever. Whatever women put in their hair and monkeys like. <laughs> um, and they'll floss with it. 
and there's videos online. Go to YouTube right now, and you could go and see videos of macaw monkeys flossing, and it's awesome. It's great. It's cool. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, so again, <laughs> I, I, I agree. I think it really it has to just be rooted in it's uncomfortable when you have stuff in your teeth. Yeah. So that's a good way of getting it out, I guess. So the monkeys are pretty smart. So I'm going to give a point to the macaw monkeys. I'm also going to give a point to the purple nut sedge. <laughs> purple nut sedge, you get one. Are we ruling that's the same as uh, nut seed, or is that a different thing? Who got the point originally? I gave it to the nut seed, or nut weed. Nut grass. <laughs> nut grass. <laughs> yeah, that one. I don't know. Purple nut sedge, which is a great name for a plant. All right. Uh, let's do... No, nah, I, I want purple nut grass to pull ahead. Nut... Nut grass can be yours. Purple nut sedge will be mine. And I'll give a point to nut sedge. So nut sedge from me has one point. <laughs> nut grass, who knows how many points that has. <laughs> one for not being so uppity about its name. Uh, purple nut sedge, though. I feel like it's like Danish. Anyway. I also want to make it clear. He put a YouTube link <laughs> in this printed out <laughs> Word document I wanted... that we are discussing on an audio only format. <laughs> I want you guys to be able to take the handout home. It's uh, HTTPS colon backslash backslash www. Yeah, so just in case, I wanted to give you the whole package because I'm a whole package type of guy. Anyway, so fun fact about flossing that turns into kind of not so fun fact. George Washington, our president. This one I actually knew. You knew this one? I did know this fact. Okay. Uh, so, uh, to kind of piggyback on this, George Washington's, George Washington's teeth were actually not made of wood, like, um, our grade schools would have us believe. Uh, they were actually made of uh, different various things. Um, they were made of ivory metal alloys, and then also they were made of human teeth. I uh, learned this while going on the uh, rabbit hole of dental floss, which is surprisingly deep and wide. Um, so it looks like George Washington had George. It looks like George Washington had multiple dentures of human teeth, like sets of human teeth. And on at least one occasion, he got those human teeth from slaves. <laughs> so, apparently, a common practice since the genesis of slavery. Slaves could sell their teeth for money, or I guess be forced to give up their teeth. Um, this was no different than in the 1700s. Uh, teeth apparently have been a source of income for poor people uh, for a very long time. And since they could sell their teeth to rich people, uh, the rich people would use it for either dentures or implantation. I hope that George Washington's case, the slaves gave uh, voluntarily gave their teeth to him. Because it's kind of ironic having, you know, our founding father of freedom and bestowing the virtues of liberty and equality, you know, uh, every man is created equal, while simultaneously having those words pass through the teeth of enslaved people would kind of be really hard for us to handle, <laughs> which might be why they said it was made out of wood in the first place. Yeah, if you're bothered by that, I would say do not do more reading on the founding fathers. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's insane because I started to piece it all together. I was like, wait, he got, all right, so he got those teeth from slaves. Okay, wait, wait, he got those teeth from slaves? <laughs> what, what the hell? <laughs> it, was a, it was a pretty intense rabbit hole. 
Jamie didn't like me for a little bit because I was just freaking out the whole time. Like when I was at my house, like reading about this. So yeah, maybe we should bring it up to kids though. Maybe it should be a thing that's taught. There's probably a happy middle ground where we can uh, not lie to them about the guy who supposedly cut down a cherry tree and told the truth, although he didn't do that either. Yeah. Um, but maybe ease them into the he forcibly removed people's teeth yeah. and jam them into his own mouth. <laughs> so he could eat that sweet pulled pork. Apparently that's where pulled pork, uh, it was popular in this, uh, between older people because it became a thing because it was softer than regular pork so that old people with dentures could eat it. The stolen teeth chomped a little easier on it. Yeah, exactly. So anyway. Now that is a fun fact. That that is I'll give you a point for that one on an off topic fun fact. That I didn't even learn about I didn't even learn about that during my research. I just knew that about pulled pork. So you know what? I'm going to give I look myself. forward to that episode. Instead of giving myself a point, though, I'm going to give a point to Purple Nutsedge. I don't think you're taking this seriously, so I'm going to give one to Nutgrass. <laughs> Nutsedge is going to run away with this one. Minus one for George Washington. Yeah. Uh, can we really have an episode end with George Washington have negative one points? He's got to earn it later. We'll see yeah, if he can get back. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if he does anything to re- redeem himself. <laughs> hey, Raj, real quick, since we just got done talking about that kind of depressing fact, do you want to do something that's a little bit silly? Sure. Uh, so I got a uh, advertisement. We got an advertisement. Luckily enough, somehow uh, this company wants to do ads for our show. I was surprised by it too. So I thought. Uh, yeah, sorry, you're going to listen to an ad here for a second, but please stay with us. It's going to, it's not going to be like a recorded thing. We're just going to, you know, Roger and I are just going to do it together. Uh, do you want to read it, Roger? Do you want me to? <laughs> uh, <laughs> kind of, because the last time I did this, I laughed all the way through it. So I kind of want to see what that will do, what it would be like if you did it. <laughs> all right, I'm going to read this sight unseen and will not laugh at all. Okay. Today's show is brought to you by Mike's Microfoam Shop in Bangor, Maine. You looking for some really tiny foam? Come down to Mike's Microfoam Shop. We got a wide selection of the best and highest quality microfoams you could ever want. Just to be clear, we here at Mike's Microfoam Shop sell microfoams and not microphones. There is no audio equipment here, just high quality, quick expanding microfoams for insulation. We turn away about 12 people a day <laughs> looking for microphones when clearly we only sell. <laughs> I got so. If you weren't laughing right now, I think I would have been able to do it. Yeah. When clearly we only sell microphones. So come on down to Mike's Microphone Shop. You won't find anything phony here. <laughs> I was so happy when I came up with that. <laughs> I think this is the way we're going to do our ads now. <laughs> I'm going to, yeah, I think that's fine. I, I literally got to the microphone comment without putting it together. I was like, where, where's the joke with microphone? Yeah, and then I was like, ooh. I think it's because seeing it written, it's yeah. not written the same way. You put a dash in there and all that, yeah. so it's not as obvious as hearing it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a very, it's an audio, it's an auditory joke, which I guess all of the, our jokes should be on this podcast. <laughs> right. Did I get an A plus for Miss Manhattan? Sure did. All right, you get a, you get a point, Miss Manhattan. Thank you. All right. Uh, I just read the whole joke for you, and I didn't get a single point. You did a really good job. I'm going to give you three points on that one. That was Ooh. really great because I think that's like a new thing we're going to do in the in the podcast. I'm going to write down a very stupid <laughs> advertisement that's totally real, 
and you're going to say it, and then we'll see uh, if you if you break or if I break. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you a point for breaking me. Although, I'll give you one point for it because I think I think I could have done it if you yeah. weren't laughing right in my face. Well, I mean, that, <laughs> I mean that, that's why we're doing this, man. <laughs> All right, so that was the advertisement. Let's get back to the history. So um, I want to talk to you about one of the most awesome people to have ever existed, the father of dental floss not george washington not george washington this guy is actually a solid a plus dude there are no slave teeth in his mouth thankfully uh this guy's name is levi spear parmley that's his name levi spear like the thing you stab people with parmley So he is credited with the earliest mention, recorded mention of dental floss in like a scientific or, you know, medical type of, you know, publication. And he correctly stated that dental floss is the most important tool that we could use to combat combat gum disease today. So do you want to do a quick biography? Also, I got a picture of him on the handout. Pretty good looking guy, right? Yeah, I mean, I'd take him out to dinner. Yeah, yeah. I think he's wearing like a... Yeah, I think he's wearing like his doctoral hood or something like that. Anyway, so born in 1790 in what is considered modern-day Vermont and was modern-day Vermont in 1790. Levi was... It was 1790 Vermont in 1790, not modern day. (laughs) I thought that was a good joke, though. Born in 1790 in what is Vermont and was Vermont then, too. (laughs) Levi was the oldest of nine kids of which four would become dentists, ironically enough. Uh, His family moved to Perry, Ohio, which is up near Cleveland, where his dad, Eleazar Parmley, had a potato farm. And Levi would help, you know, work on the potato farm because he's a farmer's kid. Um, At the age of 22, Levi got uh, frustrated when his father criticized him on how to hoe potatoes. uh, And that caused Levi to exclaim, this is the last row of potatoes that I'll ever hoe. And Levi left. <laughs> and haven't we all yelled that at our father at some point? <laughs> right. I can imagine him having his hoe, a bunch of potatoes all around him, and just throwing it down. Because I imagine potatoes are hard just to grow and like get, you know? I mean, Matt Damon did it on Mars, so I feel like it can't be that bad. Never watched that movie. Any good? Yeah, it's excellent. Does it got, uh, uh, not Danny Glover. Um... It does have Daniel Glover in it. No, not Dan. Donald Glover. Donald. He's got Donald Glover. Donald Glover. They're not related. The childish him. Gambino himself. Yeah, yeah they got uh, Donald Glover. It does have a minute? Yes. All right, I might watch it now. I mean, he's in it for probably eight minutes total, but he's in it. Okay, well, you had me at Donald Glover. Uh, he left, so Levi left with his dog and his violin and became a dentist in Boston. Uh, he just made his way to Boston from Cleveland to Boston, basically. He just made his way there. With yeah, the world was player. smaller back then. Kind of. Like, he would, like, use the violin to, like, uh, uh, he would play it to gain, like, you know, lodging at whatever hotel he was at or whatever. So, it was pretty cool, actually. Um, so, after a few years as an assistant in Boston, I guess they just gave him a job as a dentist. Levi then went to Canada, and he started his own dental practice. Crazy, right? He then hopped around for a while even more. He went to England, France, southern United States, just learning and practicing dentistry. I guess he was just looking for teeth. And he found them everywhere he went. 
I bet he had. He, I bet he learned a lot in England, if you know what I mean. I was just about to make a different version of the same joke. Oh, what's your joke? <laughs> I, don't, I was. I was still working it out when you said it. Yeah, that, that's like the. That's like the. Uh, the, you know, Daytona five hundred of teeth practice. This is England. Got a lot of. Got a lot of people in need, if you know what I mean. Uh, he was also joined by his brother, who was also named Elazar Parmley. Favorite child alert, right? And he became a historical finger, a historical finger, a historical figure in the practice of dentistry in his own right. So again, his dad was Eliezer, and one of his brothers was Eliezer. It's probably Eliezer. Eliezer. Well, give me, give me a second. Cause I got another, I got a little bit coming off about that. Um, after a while, uh, Levi's reputation began to just form around him and he was known as an amazing dentist um it followed him around like a strong cologne you know uh he would go from town to town practice dentistry and even got a testimonial written about him by president james monroe about how great his teeth were um i'll his, give you the dentist was i'll give you five points if you can tell me which president james monroe was. 17th incorrect damn <laughs> was that grant yes ah who was which one was Monroe? Five. Do you know any <laughs> that low? He was born in 1790. When do you think this all happened? <laughs> wow, I really forgot where I was at in time. By the time this. the 17th president, he would have been in his 80s. Wow. Um, man, I really no. Should. Grant was 18. Sorry, Grant was 18, not 17. Was, Andrew Johnson would be 17. Oh, not a, yeah. I always forget about him. Lincoln was 16. Johnson. Because I forget about him because him and Jackson are so similar. Andrew Z, and then you can go to Johnson got impeached, though. That's how you remember him. Oh, really? Yeah, first president ever to get impeached. First until the 90s. Yeah, and then we just had a heyday with that. <laughs> anyway, uh, while he was touring the southern states of the Union, though, Levi met his wife in New Orleans, of all places, and he married her in 1818. And her name was Eliza C. Johnson. I need everybody to know this right now. His father's name was Elazar. His brother's name was Elazar. And his wife's name was Eliza. This is insane to me. How does this happen? He has a type. I guess so. It's just, it's, it's odd. It's weird. Like I saw that and my like, mind went to like that scene of It's Always Sunny ways in front of all the, all the, uh, uh, the, the mail room with like all the wires and everything crossed and you know I just I wanted to find a conspiracy so much about Elazar Elazar Eliza there's got to be something here that I'm missing I guess there's just nothing there but still it just <laughs> seems so crazy to me that that's a thing that dog didn't hunt for you no it didn't it didn't bring back anything great so anyway I just need everybody to know that because it's, it's just weird okay it's just weird <laughs> you know I was cool with this guy and now I'm weirded out I yeah. I was all on yeah. board for uh, Mr. Levi Parmley. <laughs> How can you forget Levi Spear Parmley? Levi like the gene, Spear like the weapon, Parmley like the name. Anyway, so back to Floss. All right, so the first recorded mention of Floss was in Levi's 1819 book, A Practical Guide to the Management of Teeth. Uh, it was self-published, obviously. Um in Levi's time, floss was basically just silk thread. Like, that's the actual material that floss was made out of. 
And Levi would tell his patients just to pass it through the gaps in their teeth uh, every night before going to bed. So kind of like what we do today, right? Uh, what was revolutionary for the time, though, nobody knew what bacteria was yet around 1819. Like, there were people, like, conceptually thinking about it, but it really wouldn't come around for another 50 years. But Levi, this awesome dude, guessed that the reason in which the cavities or decay happens in our teeth is because of the crap that's left over throughout the day just sitting in there. He guessed that. It's awesome. I, I freaked out when I was like this. I was like, man, he hit the nail on the head with this one. I'm trying awesome. to figure out if there's some connection to his potato hoeing roots. Of yeah. Potatoes are a pretty starchy food. It's going to... It kind of cleans on its own when you're eating. It's gonna stuff's gonna cling to it. It's gonna pull through. It does leave a residue if you ever just eat a raw potato, which I do <laughs> all the time. So yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, how does the potato farm go into all this? That's a good I, point. I, I want to know what that dad was doing too. If he was just trying to hoe potatoes and he had four freaking dentists come out of there. <laughs> He made a wrong turn somewhere. Right? Like, how did that happen? Why were they all fascinated with their teeth? I guess one guy did it, and then they just all did it. I don't, I'm not sure. Well, I mean, that's why there's so many darn pharmacists in my family, because one guy did it, and then we all just said, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> so, yeah, turned out. Anyway, uh, it's cool to read passages from the book that he wrote, because obviously he doesn't know what bacteria was, so he just calls the residue of food sources of evil, and they treat like infection as just like evil or demons basically and that you have to use the foss to remove it so checks out it's pretty cool um he also calls the food that's stuck in your teeth relics of what we eat or drink i was like oh i got some relics i gotta pick out of my teeth (laughs) (laughs) grow out your beard you can get some real relics yeah back in the day things used to be described so funnily um anyway uh the book was a major hit not really and a first of its kind is to suggest preventative dental care. All of human history, not really in preventative dental, dental care. After this, now people are trying to take care of their teeth. Um, it, what was great about this book, though, is it's a practical book. It's not meant to be read by Cambridge types or these Boston types with their high IQs and their high brows. Anybody could read it. Anybody down in New Orleans with just a you know salt of the earth attitude could read this book and understand it. So I thought that was pretty cool. I've always wished there was more dental books for peasants. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. If they got down off their high horse, maybe I would take care of my teeth better. Yeah, but you need a high horse to get the tail long enough <laughs> to floss <pause> with. <laughs> We're going back to this now. Boy, points of rot. <laughs> Damn it. And that's said. Um, anyway. <laughs> All right, so all around, Levi was a great guy. Uh, I, I don't know why I've... All right, like, point to Levi. You've made your... <laughs> I don't know why I like was so like enamored with this dude and what he did. but Because he was a traveling dentist. He went to foreign countries and learned dentistry. And then he gets back and he would be a successful dentist. He set roots down in New Orleans. And he would go on to fund multiple charities and orphanages with focus on pediatric dental care uh he would offer his services to kids for free and was one of the pioneers of pediatric dentistry it's insane who do you think the first person was so so kids teeth fall out and then you get new teeth i want to go back to the neanderthal days when someone lost their first adult tooth and they're like nah it's cool there's another one coming and then realize oh we only get two shots at this (laughs) that is great that we have that in the body like it's kind of creepy 
Like how how crazier would people live if they had like a different arm just hanging out in there? Like, oh, if I lose this, I'll just get a new arm or something like that, you know? Or I guess a new kidney. That would be nice. Well, we have two already. And this has been our ad for stem cell research. Yes. <laughs> the knowledge is out there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, how far ahead would we be right now? Anyway, uh, so uh, he's known to be the father of pediatric dentistry. And it, that's like super important. Like of, out of all the dentistry, like early dentistry is like really important <laughs> like up there. It's at least the top three dentistry. Exactly. Um, apparently I read somewhere, so just grain of salt, uh, that he would just hang out in the street corners and would offer his services to anybody who needed like, uh, like just, uh, a, a consult, a tooth consult and, uh, yeah. And who needed care. I'm now, I'm now a little concerned about a pediatric dentist that would just hang out and offer his services to people. <laughs> don't you do this to me, man. <laughs> don't you, don't you take down my hero, man. Some heroes still exist, Rog. Well, he's dead, so... Uh, yeah, goddamn. <laughs> Bring that up every day. Uh, so Levi spent most of his years in Nolens, uh, but around 1852, he decided to hop around again. I guess, I don't know, he got to the end of his life and wanted us to see the world. Uh, he went to England and finally to France, where he would pass away in 1859 in Versailles, France. Not Versailles, uh, Kentucky. Which we all know. Roughly eight years before Ulysses S. Grant became president. Really? I didn't know Grant was such a young guy. <laughs> all right. So Levi was a man of many talents. Um, so this is my ending for the Levi part of this podcast. <laughs> uh, Levi was a man of many talents. Uh, he, and his work in dentistry literally shaped the way all of our mouths feel right now. Uh, he was the guy that suggested that we... Uh, brush twice a day and floss once a day like he was the dude uh, he was a visionary a dentist a philanthropist and he traveled the world and i got to also imagine that levi was somewhat of an amateur plumber because a guy this great probably laid a lot of pipe if you know what i mean minus one <laughs> <laughs> i love that joke that joke was great i love it he was so awesome no, no. I want to give myself back a point for okay. that. I love that pipe joke. <laughs> Where am I at with it? All right, current standings. I think it looks like we're coming to the home stretch here. Yeah, we are. We've got. I have five. Miss Manhattan has three. Chris has three. Purple Nut Sedge has three. <laughs> Nutgrass has two. Macaws have one. <laughs> Levi Spear Parmley has one, and George Washington has negative one. Man, we really have to stop doing this. We're gonna get real cavalier with the signing points, but they matter. They really do. Um, okay, so let's get on to floss as we know it. In 1898, the first patent for silk threaded floss would be made by Johnson and Johnson. 1898. That's how old that damn company is. Uh, during World War II, the silk was then being used in the war, so they went uh, to uh, nylon thread. Charles C. Bass, he's also another king of dentistry. I guess they have a lot of like historical figures in dentistry. I mean, I don't care about them, but oh, well, one of them I care about. The other ones, you know, who cares? <laughs> um, he, he was the king of string. Not really. Um, and But he was another father of dentistry, and he made nylon... Uh, as his standard use for the standard material for floss instead of silk thread. So now he's the guy that we have 
He's the guy that's caused Floss to be the way it is now. Uh, Malin was stronger and it passed uh, through the teeth better. Uh, ease of reduction led to Floss being used more commonly than ever. And it seems like now every Tom, Dick, or Harry has a package of Floss in their abodes commode. <laughs> No comment. <laughs> not even a negative point. Wow. All right. All right. So uh, do you want to get into some more titillating stories? Yeah, absolutely. So and that was my history at Little Floss. I hope that I somehow made it interesting. I was really excited about Levi and how cool of a guy he was. I wasn't so interested about Charles C. Bass. I don't know why. I just don't care about that guy so much. I'm disappointed you didn't reference the number one use of floss. What's up? Cutting birthday cakes. Do you remember every time we had a package of fl- or a cake around, Eric would say, Oh, you know, you cut that with a package of dental floss. Oh, I got a knife over here too, Eric. Remember, he was also going to be a dentist for about three weeks. Oh, yeah. Huh. Shout out to you, Eric. <laughs> anyway, yeah, you can use that. Uh, you can use it for a lot of things, I guess. But you need about a foot of it to be useful. <laughs> no matter what you're doing. No matter what you're doing. Um... So floss specifically has been used in crime a lot. So that's the those are the interesting stories that I found. Yeah, floss crimes, <laughs> flimes, flimes, Closses. flimes, flimes, floss crimes. Anyway, so in 1994, Robert Dale Shepard, the somehow not a NASCAR driver. Yeah, somehow not. I guess Dale's a great NASCAR middle name. And Naughton, Dale Naughton Jr. Cal Naughton Jr. Dale Earnhardt. Oh. His name was, oh yeah, his name was Cal Naughton Jr. Correct about me. Anyway, so in 1994, Robert Dale Shepard braided a package of dental floss that he had into an 18-foot rope that was about as thick as a telephone cord. Shepard used the floss rope to climb over the top of a fenced-in enclosure in the South Central Regional Jail in South Charleston, West Virginia. Wow, I really need to rewrite these things. <laughs> Jesus. All right, so once at the top of the rope, he escaped by cutting the top of the enclosure with a hacksaw blade. Somehow got a hacksaw blade. I was going to say, I was curious why he needed to make... Uh, floss into rope then realize he's in jail but then somehow he has a hacksaw he has a hacksaw blade he's got the how do you hide the you know 18 foot length of rope as thick as a telephone cord then also you have a hacksaw blade I guess it's just a real commentary on the state of our penal system and that's why we're here today yeah that's that's why we're here today and to crap all over George Washington apparently um, he tried to escape uh, a couple of days earlier using the same method, but he failed because the rope wasn't long enough. So he escaped. He escaped a couple of days later, but the first attempt, the rope wasn't long enough. He fell down and he just left the rope there. The guards found the rope and they just said, "Oh, all right." And they just should have got a bigger horse. Yeah. Uh, he apparently got two packages of a hundred yard dental floss from the commissary. And other packages from other inmates, and was able to make uh, a long enough rope. He survived in the wild for 41 days. He foraged for food. That's got to be a weird existence, right? You're you were in a prison, but now you're kind of in a prison on the outside because you can't go anywhere without being recognized. And what is the greatest prison other than your own mind? Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's a scary thought. Is this like uh, is that is this a beautiful mind type deal when your mind starts attacking you? Anyway, uh, not so beautiful mind. 
He would bathe in rivers, and eventually he was caught, though, uh, robbing a pharmacy. Huh. Uh, <laughs> he was originally in prison for robbing a post office, so I guess he just robs things. Uh, and he has a history for manslaughter or robbery char- charges. So robbing a pharmacy, it kind of tracks with what he would do. <laughs> you know, I'm not afraid to say it. Minus one point for Robert Dale Shepard. You know what? Yeah, but then I feel like we got to give at least a point to George Washington because we don't want our founding father in there with a you know convicted criminal. I mean, if you want to give him one, if you want to give one to the guy that had slaves and stole their teeth, that's fine by me. I mean, that's your choice. You said you approve of that. One or, point is, from Chris. Is this what we're doing with our? Is this what we're doing with our podcast now? <laughs> is this how decisive we're being? I tried to do an innocuous podcast about floss, and we go on to you brought race. it up. I've done nothing except. Ride the wave that you sent my way. And you know what? I'll call it your bluff. I will give a point to George Washington. <laughs> and critics be damned at me giving a point to George Washington. <laughs> it's going to be controversial. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe. Um, I'm impressed that uh, he was able, one, to get the flaws, and two, that the flaws was able to support him. He was 5'9 and 155 pounds, and the, I guess... You just need a bunch of floss, and that can support it. Roughly the size I was in fifth grade, I think. Yeah. Do you think do you think it could have been supported by floss in fifth grade? I would have tried it. All right. Uh, it just seems like you shouldn't be able to buy that many yards of a strong string substance in a jail. You know? Oh, you also don't think our prisoners are worthy of cleaning their own teeth? Well, I mean, we have those little, like, picks... We have those little like picks with just like a little bit amount of string on them. Like, why can't we use those? Did they in 1994? When were those invented? Don't have that on your nifty it's little two, sheet, do you? 2006, unfortunately, <laughs> by the Gillette Company, <laughs> a subsidiary of P&G, who run the world. Um, anyway, I'll give you a point for knowing that, or did you make it up? I made that up, but I'm ah. pretty sure it tracks. It's got to be right. <laughs> I'll leave you the point. I'm still ahead. All right, so I'm gonna end this up. I got no more crimes about flaws. There's a lot of like... So it's really just flying. It's not crimes. Yeah. There's only one. There's only one flying. Uh, so I don't have any more flying. Uh, just that one flying uh, about flaws. Just, I mean, there's a lot of strangulations with flaws, obviously, because it's a string-like substance. But, you know, we're not that type of podcast. We are uh, not a... I don't think we're a depressing plot. plot. <laughs> I don't think we're a depressing podcast, even though I brought up that thing about George Washington. TBD. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Anyway, to take us out, uh, in conclusion, flossing is the best way that we have to fight tooth decay. And a lot of our ancestors would do anything to use something today that we take for granted. If you need any more motivation in this world to stick to flossing at least once a day, know that George Washington probably would have chopped down a thousand cherry trees just to have access into the floss that we take for granted today. Nah, he would have had someone else chop them down for him. <laughs> and then take the credit for it? Yeah. All right, so that was floss. We do have a, uh, any questions from the audience? Uh, yeah. No, but I do have some information for you about the floss pick. Ooh, all right. So speaking of in the jails. Is it too loud to suck? It's actually... 1888, B.T. Mason wrapped a fibrous material around a toothpick and dubbed it a combination toothpick. And oh. then, um, in 1916, J.P. D. Who? Invented a dental floss holder. <laughs> that's not a name. <laughs> okay. That's just well, a this sound. is Wikipedia. That's so. just a sound that you made. <laughs> okay. 
Oh, it's a it's a French name. See, hmm. um, between two vertical poles, and then in 1935, F. H. Donner invented what today's consumer knows as a Y-shaped angle dental appliance. In 1963, James B. Kirby. Oh, I, I read then, about Kirby a little bit. Invented a tooth yeah. cleaning device that resembles an archaic version of today's F-shaped floss pick. Yeah. So yes. They were invented before 1994. So, yeah, Raj. And I assume, well, actually, no, I can't assume that they're in the jails because Pitt could be used as a ship. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're pretty tiny, though. Well, I mean, anything could be used as a ship, though. You can make them. I mean, they're pointy, but you can, you can carve them. You can, like, break a, you can break, like, a meal tray and make it a ship, so, yeah. All right. Anyway, so that was our episode of Dental Floss. Uh, yeah. Uh, final tally of the scores for yeah. our, our dental floss episode. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what they're... In first place, with five points, me. Alright. In second place, with four points, Chris. Yeah! In third place, we have a tie with three points between Miss Manhattan and Purple Nutsedge. Yeah! Purple Nutsedge. In fifth place, with two, Nutgrass. Okay. In sixth place, we have a tie at one... Between Macaws and Levi Spear Parmley. <laughs> I actually got some, In but... eighth place, we have George Washington with zero. Okay. And in last place, we have Robert Dale Shepard with a minus yeah. one. Who escaped. Yeah. Um, the audience would also like to mention that she kept waiting for you guys to mess up and say nutsack, not purple nut sedge. Yeah, I know. We're all adults here. We know. I was waiting for it. <laughs> We got a we got a pretty uh, pretty good podcast here, you know. We got a pretty professional thing. We can't be saying it, you know. It's a serious topic as well. We don't want to we don't want to be joking about this yeah. sort of thing. All right. Cavities are no no laughing matter. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. I got another uh, another another deep dive episode in the uh, in the old canister there. So let's see. No. <laughs> No, I'm not going to do a cloud episode. He already burned his cloud material. Yeah, uh, that's all I had. But uh, yeah, so this has been a pretty good episode, though. We got a good amount of good amount of footage from this, so I'm excited to see how it plays out. If you know what I mean. Yeah, I do. Yeah. All right. All right. So from me to you, from Chris to Raj, uh, from two drunks deep dive to two drunks don't make a right. Uh, I've I've had a pretty good time uh, doing this uh, doing this episode. I'm going to go floss right now. Are you? No. Never me neither. All right. Uh, this has been Chris. Uh, thanks for watching. Uh, have a good night, guys. Later, buddy. All right. Au revoir. <laughs>